Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast that might turn you on or scare the shit out of you, but hopefully either way, it helps you understand your desires. Our guest today is a bisexual Latin dude in his 30s, married to a partner of five years. He is into cross-dressing, pantyhose, playing with toys, especially his BBC dildos, camming, and bondage. He works in tech in NYC. Welcome, Jay. Can you start off by telling us if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shameometer, with 10 being the most full of shame and one being not so shamey, where do you fall right now? Right now, I would be a four. I think it changes depending on what I do when I get dressed up, right? Like how far I go, and we'll get into it on cam or my activity, you know, like, and then I'm yeah. like, oh shit, I remember I'm married. I shouldn't be doing it. Like the guilt then comes back. Okay. So it, it then goes back up. Okay. Does it ever go down? I think it does if I'm a little tipsy or a little high off poppers or whatever the case may be that it goes down to negative. <laughs> okay. Everything goes out the window, to be honest with you. I get it. When I start to get a little bit turned on, I get very stupid. I don't know if I've said that enough on this podcast. I get really stupid when I'm turned on and make dumb decisions because also the shame on me is like, who cares? I'm in love with my body and the world. <laughs> so, okay, can you give us a little overview of what your sex life is like right now and your favorite parts? The wife and I are intimate a couple of times out of the week. She travels a lot for work, so I'm also able to enjoy my cross-dressing part. And that probably is the predominant way I kind of enjoy myself now. You know, dressing up and kind of, whether it's playing with myself, you know, finding pleasure in that way. It's nice to be able to do both, right? To be kind of this, what I call a submissive housewife persona. Yeah. And then kind of be like a dominant macho man with the wife. Oh, I love that. Are you monogamous? We are strictly monogamous. Cool. Can you tell us now, 
What does sexy mean to you? It means details, I've learned, especially with the dressing up part. You know, for me, that's kind of what drew me to dressing up. It's like the art of, I guess, femininity, right? And what is feminine. So I find like details, right? Perfume, red, certain textures, like certain things that for me is sexy, right? Like a well put together, even if it's an older lady or an older man, that to me is sexy. And again, it falls into details and how they put all that together. That's so cool. I feel like you probably have an eye for detail that I would really benefit from. My brain is like spiraling off into a fantasy of like following you around in the city and being like, what about that person? What about that? What do you see there? What do you see there? That's really cool. When did you start noticing those sexy details? This I'm going out of order, but I'm just so curious. <laughs> no, no. And that falls into what got me into pantyhose, which is in the sixth grade, I had a teacher who would wear like these business skirt suits and she would wear pantyhose and high heels. And I would be in the back of the classroom and I would just be mesmerized by her legs, right? Like in these hose. And then at some point after lunch, I guess she was tired of walking around in the heels and the heels would come off. So she would walk around barefoot, you know, in the classroom teaching. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, her legs look amazing. Why do they look like that? What is that? You know? And then I started to notice that detail pantyhose on my classmates, on women in everyday life. And I was just so curious of like, why didn't the male teachers kind of look like that? And again, the details, right? And that's kind of what led me down the path. Wow, that's so cool. Okay, tell us now, when do you feel sexiest? As soon as I know I'm going to dress up. Like my brain transformed from macho Latin dude to the suburban housewife type of thing. And I'll like play my music, specifically like jazz. I'll like take my time getting ready, painting my nails, drinking my glass of wine while getting ready. And it's all kind of like feeds into the process, right? Of like laying out my clothes, my outfit, my heels, laundry, like everything kind of just like, oh, I'm excited. Start to like turn me on, right? Like looking forward to that. And that's when I start feeling like just super sexy. Is there a difference in the way that you bathe yourself, like shower or bath in preparation? Yeah, yeah. There's music playing when I'm going to dress up as a female. There's never music playing as a guy. It's just like in and out shades. <laughs> you know, I don't care, but I take like a bubble bath, may light a candle. It's a complete switch of like persona, movements, like everything. I love that. Cool. Okay. Now tell us what counts as sex for you. To me, honestly, I don't even see it as like actual intercourse with another person. Like I said, I consider just me playing with myself and whether it's my toys or yeah, cam, whatever. Like I, it doesn't have to be the actual act of being intimate with someone else. I kind of just see it as bringing pleasure to myself in whatever way that looks. So that to me is, I consider sex. I love that. Is it pleasure, like is getting off a part of it or is it just creating the pleasure for yourself? Creating the pleasure. Awesome. Definitely. Oh. You try to like hold off for as long as possible, you know, to releasing, you just kind of like build up. It's a build up for me. It's all part of it. Have you ever referred to yourself as a pleasure artist? Because I feel like you might be one. <laughs> is that a thing? That might be a thing. I like that, actually. I might put that on my, my resume. I feel like you should. It just popped into my head. I'm like, this feels like it would describe it. Okay. Now tell us, growing up, did you ever receive a helpful sex education, sex talk from a grown-up you trusted or a lesson in consent? 
no. And that's part of my cultural background. We don't really talk about it. The hope is that you just kind of like either learn it in school. And I never had the birds and the bees talk. It scares the crap out of folks in the Latin community to kind of have those conversations with the kids. That was at least my experience growing up. So I learned what I learned from school, basically, from sex ed. From sex ed. So you did have a little bit of sex ed. Yes, yes. Do you feel comfy saying like where you grew Did you grow up in New York? I grew up in New York, born and raised. Love it. I feel like it's also part of why I can do what I do. Yeah. You know, the dressing up so comfortably when I do do it outside. Totally. Can you tell us what you do remember about the sex ed that you got? I remember the videos, you know, like the how to put a condom on, on the banana. I remember watching like they showed us, you know, how women get pregnant and then like pregnancy videos of births and stuff like that. At that age, it wasn't super helpful because I think I wasn't really open to it, at least to what sex meant or any of that. I just remember still kind of figuring out what excited me, you know? Totally. Well, and as I reflect back too, I remember I was open, curious, an eager student. Like I remember the first time we got that AIDS talk in fourth grade, I was like proud. I felt so adult. We got a AIDS life like foundation water bottle and I would carry it around being like, that's right. I'm a 10 year old that knows what SEX is. And I remember just like waiting for the part where they would fill in the people details and they never did. And, you know, as I look back over my formative years, I'm like, well, fuck, I wish everything included some people details because this is not very helpful. <laughs> so on the note of people details in your adult life, do you have an example of an explicit, clear yes, either from you that you gave to a partner or that a partner gave to you that resulted in something hot or sexy? It probably was my first time dressing up and meeting a guy. This was after high school. I had just kind of dressed up at home. I decided that wasn't enough. I posted an ad during the Craigslist days and I got tons of emails from folks, but there was this one specific guy who was super straightforward, honest, right at the beginning. He's like, here's my pictures. Here's my phone number. Let's talk until you feel comfortable. If this happens, it happens. If not, that's okay. So for it to be my first time that I wanted to meet up with a guy and have that intro and him be so respectful when he finally said, Hey, you know, my girlfriend's out this weekend. You want to come over? I was like, yes, I felt comfortable doing so. And, you know, it was the best thing I could have done because it led me to then being with more men while being dressed up and explore that part of me. Fuck. Yes. I'm so glad to hear you had that experience. And also, I also just agree that low pressure safety vibe is so hot that like if it happens great if not that's great too that is so sexy okay now tell us i know that you're married i know you're in a monogamous relationship but what does safer sex look like for you and before you were in a monogamous relationship what did those conversations sound like before my relationship it was always looking to meet with someone who is super clean always uses protection like I mean, that was during the wild, wild west days, you know, Craigslist was a crazy place. So I felt like I had to be straightforward on what I was looking for and hoping that the stranger was also being honest. So I think it was very important to kind of put that out there. And once you actually met the person, make sure I had on my part, the condoms, like whatever I needed to have to potentially not be tricked into any situations where I didn't 
want to be in. And with my wife, it's just we explore, we talk about things afterwards, what we liked, what we didn't, just to kind of for us to feel safe in our intimate relationship. So I think it's just overall communication right off the bat. Very important. It sounds like you and your wife are a little bit kinky. Do you have conversations explicitly about what you're into or what you're wanting to play with? We do. I think the longer we've been married, the more we want to keep things fresh and explore things. And we see something in a movie or a show and we're like, oh, yeah, let's try that. Or, you know, I'll buy lingerie for her that either I may eventually want to wear or I'll have her wear it, you know, so it could go either way. There's no lose-lose, you know? I love that so much. Okay. Ooh, so now let's get into the details of your sex life. Take us back to the very beginning and then walk us through your formative sexual experiences. Start with, what do you remember first? When did sex as a concept enter your brain? I think it honestly was, goes back to the sixth grade and having that feeling of, at that time, I didn't know what it was, but it was like excitement of seeing pantyhose, right? And it was like, I didn't know what that was inside of me that made me feel turned on. And it wasn't until I said, you know what, let me try and see if my mom has pantyhose, right? Let me just check if I could get my hands on this and see what it feels like. Why am I drawn to it? And I remember, lucky me, my mom had a drawer full of all kinds of pantyhose, I did too. colors, I hit the jackpot. You know, I had never seen her actually wear them, but for some reason, I guess from back in the day, she had. Yep. But I remember trying on my first pair and it was like an instant hard on. Like I had never experienced anything like that. I didn't even know what, I guess, a hard on What You know, like it was just like this blood rush. And I was like, holy crap, this feels awesome. And I remember that kind of being my first sexual experience with my body and kind of being like, oh, aware of like, wow, this makes me feel good. And then after that, it was kind of like, oh, I want more of this, right? Let me now see what the clothes feels like. And that added more excitement. And then I became hyper aware of like, again, my classmates and kind of being turned on by them. I became like a little perv and like try to peek under desk to like get like upskirts because I started realizing like, oh, that stuff was kind of turning me on, right? Mm -hmm. And then I remember, okay, this isn't enough. I want attention. And I remember going online. This was like during the AOL chat days. Oh, yeah. And I remember going online while dressed up in chat rooms, kind of like seeking attention, right? Like, hey, I'm this young crossdresser dressed up at home. And guys, of course, love that, you know, and I would remember kind of that kind of being like, oh, wow, this is a nice feeling as well. But then I was also in high school kind of finding women attractive. Right. And it was like two different experiences. And I didn't know at that time I didn't label myself. I didn't know if I was gay, if it was bisexual. I just knew I kind of liked what I liked and I wanted to explore both worlds. Right. And that's kind of what led me to first being intimate with women finding out that I kind of like being dominant with women. So that was nice to find that out. And then for some reason, when dressing up, being completely submissive. So it, it was a wild, transformative experiences in trying to figure out those things, right? And taking risk and kind of to figure out what it is exactly that I liked. Yeah. Can you help us understand a little bit the landscape of this time in your life? I'm hearing not a lot of judgment from your young self. Like it really sounds like you had an openness and a sense of permission. And did you have to hide the fact that you were dressing up? Were you like, 
nabbing your mom's clothes or did you have sisters or anything? Like what, what was that part kind of like for you? This was the age when I was like, Hey, they were, my parents would be like, let's go out somewhere. And I'm like, no, I'm good. You guys, you guys, Love. Can go. I, can, I don't want to go to so-and-so's house anymore. You know, I got stuff like school stuff to do, whatever. Homework, so much and homework. I, yeah. So much homework. And I would just like take advantage and just dress up at home while my parents were out. So it was always like in short little spurts, you know, during like junior high school and high school as well. Then when I got into relationships, I would wait for my girlfriends to kind of be out and I would wear their stuff. And that's how I got kind of like my itch as well. And it wasn't until after high school where, you know, I graduated, started working where I could finally buy my own clothes. And I had a stash like hidden at work because I had my own office. So I was able to like have a lovely set of clothes. I didn't have to steal clothes anymore and kind of develop like my own sense of style and and fashion in that sense. And that's still the case to this day. Like no one really knows from family or friends or wife that I dress up. So I have stuff that's kind of like hidden away and, and I just dress whenever given the opportunity to do so. Okay, so even in the formative years, you did not have a confidant outside of your online communities? Correct, 100%. Did you say your wife doesn't know? She has no clue. How is that for you? It's kind of like an adventure in a way. And then it's also like, oh, crap, like I wish she would be down and we could both like dress up in sexy lingerie yeah. while we're, you know, we're having our, our, our fun. Oh, that would be so fun. That is my dream. But it's also like, oh, we can go shopping. And she doesn't know that I'm like, oh, fuck, like that would look good on me or like buy whatever because eventually I'm going to wear it. You know, like it's 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 a fun game of like cat and mouse, I guess. Wait, so when you buy something that maybe eventually will become yours, does it just one day disappear or how does that like? <laughs> she has way too much clothes. OK, so it usually ends up just disappearing and she won't even notice it. And that's how it was. I had made sure to kind of take stuff from my younger relationships or from my mom, where I knew they weren't going to notice it because it wasn't like a primary piece that I saw them wear. Right. Very smart. Okay. Returning to your formative years a little bit, when did you start physically touching yourself and pleasuring yourself? Did that come in tandem? And then when did that, I assume at some point, that dressing up and playing with yourself overlap? 100%. The first time I tried the hose, having that reaction, and then subsequently keeping dressing up and having the same reaction, I was like, oh, what? I didn't even know how to jerk off. But it was like, I heard about it. And I was like, oh, so this is what you do when you have this reaction, right? you got to release it. <laughs> and I remember not knowing how to. And again, I was like 12, 13 at that point. I remember exploring and, and trying it. And it wasn't until... I learned how to properly do it while wearing pantyhose that I was hooked. You know, you become like that preteen that's like going nuts and like <laughs> masturbating every chance they, they have. <laughs> so that was my first like experience with myself. And then it wasn't until I fully started to dress up in women's clothes with the hose and everything where I was like, oh, I wonder what it feels like to have anal sex. Yeah. And that tied into that experience as well, where I would be home. And I remember just kind of my first anal experiences was me in the shower with like the the plunger. Because it was like the only thing I can think of like, oh, this looks like a dildo. And I remember trying that and I was hooked. 
on that as well. But it was definitely tied to the, the dressing. Cool. That's really, really neato. Do you have a favorite texture of hosiery? I don't discriminate, but my go-to are like definitely matte, shiny. For, I feel like all of them have their purposes for different occasions, right? Yeah, you got fishnets are not the same thing as a like sheer nudes and the matte sheer nudes are different from the shiny ones, which are very different from the like itchy glittery ones that come out the holiday time. Yeah, yeah. So as this part is developing in your teenish years, you're having experiences with ladies. Was there a relationship and or tell us about the parallel experiences, however it was happening for you? Yeah, I think I was, again, more with women. And I realized sometimes I would be like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to be the girl that I was, you know, having sex with? And how would that look like? It was very interesting because I was still enjoying it, you know, giving the woman pleasure, but then at the same time was also thinking and planning ahead of like, oh, what or fantasizing is the perfect word. What does this look like? Or what will this look like for me if I get a chance to do this and be in like a dirty hotel room? And I kind of, again, got a lot of pleasure out of it because it made me enjoy the present, but then also fantasize like crazy about what was either to come in the future. Yeah, And that's exactly how it ended up happening. So, you know, I knew that I wanted to be, and I don't like to say the female, but dressed up, I wanted to just lay back and have a guy kind of like do what I was doing, have his way, you know? I would make the noises, the moaning, right? My body had to move differently. The first time I was with the guy that I was with, I remember going into it and I was like, I'm not going to get fucked. I'm just going to dress up for this guy. We're going to make out. (laughs) That is it. I am not gay. We're not going further than this. And I remember being there, right? We're making out. It's super hot. And he's like, hey, you know, super respectful. But he's like, do you want to suck my dick? And I was like, nope, there's no way I'm going near that. That is not my thing. Sorry. We keep making out. And at one point, I get so turned on that I like just let out, I want you to fuck me. And in my head, I was like, oh shit, here I am. I didn't even want to touch his dick. And now I just told him, hey, I want you to fuck me. (laughs) So that to me told me like everything right there, right? Like Mm -hmm. how far I can go or I'm willing to go under the right circumstances. And I remember it happening and I already knew I wanted more of this with different people. Like I wanted to explore this. So it was a lovely experience. (laughs) Okay, so tell us when you really started to like embrace it. It sounds like you were already using the phrase cross-dresser for yourself, but maybe should we go to the point where you have a job and your own stash of clothes because you can buy them now? Or is there anything we need to know before we get there? Like what exploded for you? Yeah, I think it was meeting my first guy and he became kind of like a regular. Nice. And we met up a couple of times. And I was enjoying the feelings of dressing up for someone and having them admire me. I guess I started to get, my body started to get more comfortable and kind of like be able to enjoy the fucking and just be more comfortable in the act itself. And getting better at dressing, having my own clothes led me to posting better pictures of myself on Craigslist. 
getting a lot more attention. And I was young, you know, I was in my early 20s. I wasn't scared of meeting strangers. You know, I remember I had a job that allowed me to kind of get away from most of the day. So I would actually book like a hotel room, like an hourly room. And I would be in the room and I would post, you know, hey, I'm in such and such hotel for a couple of hours. Who's down to come and, and have some fun? That kind of what led me to being with more guys and enjoying that. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Are there like specific stories that stand out? Also would love to hear about like favorite outfits throughout the years if you've had them or textures or just specific like wherever you want to take us take us into the land of specificity and what you have loved just because of the ease like i love like body stockings mm -hmm. you know like one piece you get the top and everything and it has like the ideal little cutouts in certain places one size usually fits most <laughs> correct i would definitely stock up on those and wear those and that's what i would post when i'd be in the hotel rooms and be like look what you're missing out on you know but I remember there were two really, like, that I will never forget experiences during these uh, Craigslist hotel days. The first was I had put on the ad that I specifically was looking for a BBC, but that I was open to anyone else if I didn't get my BBC. And I remember this older guy, executive guy, answered the ad and he was like, you know, I'm nearby. I can stop by in like 15 minutes. I was like, sure. Sounds awesome. I showed him what I was wearing and he got into the hotel room and right away started to kind of like, you know, check me out, like observe, like, like he grabbed me, turned me around very aggressively. And I had never, ever experienced anyone like right off the bat door opens and I'm like, hi, you know, like, hi, oh, like dainty. And he's like, you know, let me see what you're wearing for me type of thing. And I felt like an instant rush. And I remember him, you know, expecting me and he like mind fucked me besides like the physical. He's like, you know, I know you wanted a BBC, but you're going to have to wait. My friends are probably going to come later and I'm going to have my fun with you. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God, did this guy tell 
other people that I was like here. He was talking in a way that that kind of like yeah. scared me, but like I was so excited. Totally. And then he just wanted oral. I didn't know it at that point, but he just like it was like an oral session for like an hour and a half. He flipped me into different positions and I had never had like my mouth be so sore. And I remember at the end, at this point, we, he had put me down on my knees. I'm looking up at him and he just like masturbates and comes like on the side of my face and starts to dress up. And the last thing he says is like, this was fun. Maybe next time I'll fuck you. And I was like, you know, come dripping down my cheek. And I was just like, this is so hot. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the best. And I proceeded to just like stay there with the cum on my face and just like masturbate and come all over the, like the hotel carpet floor. Oh my God. I told that's wow. Was that just like a hot thing he said? Did he ever see you again? Like what happened? He never saw me again. Okay. That's happened to me. The only time I've had two different dudes do that. They fucking ghosted me after. And I was like, ah. And so I'm like, oh, is that the only way you can keep your power by ignoring me? The amount of times I had emailed after that, like trying to like meet up again because it was so, so hot. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. Wow. <laughs> okay. So tell us, when did you start giving blowjobs? Because there's a, you didn't and then you did. Wow. That is a, a great catch. It was actually with the first guy, you know, after a couple of times. I saw, I felt comfortable and I started to give him a blowjob. And it was such a weird experience for me at first because then I felt it was like more submissive than having sex at that point. Like actually like anal, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It's very intimate. It's something that I'm not going to lie. I don't enjoy. Are there parts you do enjoy or is it like because you're submissive when you're dressed up? Like what's. Can you unpack for us, like, how you categorize it in your brain? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Well, I can only think of cock or be with men when dressed up. I think it's also part of maybe not thinking I'm good at it. Mm. You know, I remember the few experiences that I have had, like, I always thought, like, oh, once you give me oral, you're supposed to make the person come mm. right away from it. You know, and I remember just, like, it either taking too long or I'm like, what am I doing? Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of played a role in it. I totally get that. I was not confident in my blowjob skills until I had a very dominant partner that was like, like this, like this, like this. Yes, you dirty cock whore. And then I would get very sloppy. And it was only once I'd like surrendered to all of that that I was like, oh, and now I really love to like cock slap myself in the face or just like, like I can play forever. It wasn't until my late 20s that I got to that point and had someone like really help me build that confidence. That is awesome because I actually, a day ago, I had a chance and I bought a new toy and I was like, I'm going to focus on, you know, giving this toy oral, like actually just be like a cock slut. Like I gagged the shit out of myself. I slobber, like it was a new experience for me, but I, I can see if you lose yourself in it, how it can be super hot. So fun. Yeah. Wow. How was the dildo flavor for you? Or like, like has it gone away yet? <laughs> a lot of mine I get really eager with and then I'm like, oh, it still has the flavor. <laughs> I wash it a bunch and it eventually goes away. I feel like it went away. It went away. Okay. <laughs> it was super hot. For me, it was just a lovely experience. Amazing. Will you tell us some of the physical specifics of what you enjoy receiving when you're dressed up 
and if or how those differ from what you enjoy in regular dude mode? Just right off the bat, regular dude mode. Well, both. When dressed up, I love foreplay. I am like a huge foreplay person. I take my time. I enjoy making out. I enjoy touching, running hands all over the body and kind of like, you know, getting a feel and kind of like until you reach that point where it's like, oh, yes. Like, again, remember the first time I was like, oh, yeah, fuck me. Like, I want it to get that hot, whether it's while I'm dressed up or in dude form. And dude form is just I enjoy being dominant, you know, taking charge. But it's pretty straightforward. You know, I, I really am a very visual person, so I enjoy more of like. When my wife wears lingerie or when my past girlfriends would wear lingerie and it's kind of like now when I would dress up, it's kind of like the same. It's like I enjoy foreplay. I enjoy the guy being aggressive with me for a change. It's funny, though, in cross-dressing form, I enjoy verbal, like for a guy to be completely verbal with me and tell me whatever the hell he wants to tell me. Okay. What kinds of stuff are you into hearing? Like, is it degradation stuff? Is it just hot stuff? Is it anything? Like, do you have limits or or favorites? I like to take orders when dressed up. Um, That's a big thing for me. I don't really like degradation as much. I like showing off for people when they tell me to show off while dressed up. Like, sometimes, not a lot of times, but if they they catch me at the right moment, if they say, you know, oh, if your wife only knew and like this and that, you know, that kind of stuff sometimes. Yeah. They're in the right moment. can also turn me on as well. Are there different types of outfits that turn you on in different ways, like psychologically for the preparation? Yeah. Like I can lounge around in brawn panties all day, kind of be excited, but it's not until I'm at least wearing some kind of nylons or, you know, there's thigh highs, pantyhose. A body stocking, something like that, it takes it to another level. Mm. And that's when I can kind of like be like, okay, I'm ready to play with myself, show off, whatever the case may be. And I feel like when I'm fully closed in a dress or a nice outfit, that part is like super sexy. I feel awesome and hot. And that kind of reminds me like, oh, when I get too hot, all of this is going to have to kind of like come off and like you know, I get to enjoy again the part of the bra, the underwear, the thigh highs, whatever it is. So it's like, it's a crazy adventure. I don't wear pants when dressed up as a girl. I always wear skirts, dresses. I hate pants. (laughs) Do you wear panties? Yes. I actually prefer panties over like thongs, to be honest with you. They're just something more demure and kind of like comfortable about it as well if you wear the right pair you know can kind of give a very like oh you seem very serious and kind of like you know you're not slutty but actually (laughs) I can be you know totally I feel like wearing panties and skirts and stockings like it really is that sort of like teacher mistress vibe or the like no no I'm just a librarian that loves to be fucked very harshly okay then you have to get the panties out of the way and you gotta work for it do you have a slutty mode? Like, have you been in slut phases or do you have different kind of like, not characters specifically, but like, again, different femme modes maybe? When I'm alone as of late, I've decided to really just like explore with bigger toys, right? And when I say that, I mean like I'm up to, I think the latest one I got is like nine inches and it's like thick. And I just like really take my time and 
like lose myself in it, right? Yeah. Like I'll have a glass of wine, I'll like, you know, get my poppers ready, like I'll play music, like I'll just want to like different positions, you know, different places throughout the house, like just trying to get into the right rhythm with it and just taking my time and enjoy that. So that's kind of like one level of like a cockslut or, you know, at home, no one's watching type of thing. But I think the ultimate for me has been my camming experiences. <laughs> I'm very curious to hear about those. Before we get into them, when you're just by yourself, is it the sensory experience and the psychological experience? Are you also looking at yourself in a mirror or is it a mixture? I love taking pictures, recording myself, looking at myself while doing it, and then like looking at all of that stuff after the fact, like watching my own porn. Mm, fuck yeah. To me is awesome. So yes, I love that. Okay. Tell us about camming. How'd you get into it? What do you do? Like everything I'm curious about. <laughs> so the camming came about once I got married, you know, I wasn't able to meet guys anymore. I didn't want to, right? So I remember just being like, okay, now how do, and Craigslist didn't exist anymore. So I was like, how do I get attention again? And I remember kind of being like, oh, okay, like there's sites where you can camp. And I remember my first time was on a site where it was just random with one random stranger. And I remember dressing up. I remember wearing at that time, like a Mardi Gras mask to kind of like hide my identity. Totally. And I remember it was like hit or miss, right? Because then you had some people who would fuck with you and be like, hey, show me X, Y, and Z or do this. And then all of a sudden they'd like leave the chat. Then you had people who were like really into it, right? Who were like, exactly what I was looking for. Oh, wow, you look amazing. Can you do X, Y, and Z for me? For the most part, I was just like tease, maybe, or golf, if I felt comfortable doing it. But I didn't ride any toys. I didn't do anything like that. It was just me dressed up, teasing, and things like that. And it wasn't until I got better at my makeup and everything and felt really, like I became really like passable to the point where some people were like, are you a female? Show me your breast." And I remember like, oh, shit, like now this is like awesome. Like I, I took it to a whole nother level. Cool. So I like ditched the mask. And I remember then going on a different chat site where it was like a bigger audience and kind of like they're specifying like submissive cross-dresser looking for someone to take control or to have some fun. And I remember I always have to have a couple of drinks in me and it starts off for like a while. I'm just there teasing, you know, give it a peek of the thighs, dancing, you name it, you know, and it isn't until you find like that right person in the group of people who's like, hey, sissy, you know, I know what you're like looking for, what you're doing. It's like, oh, shit, you know, like this is what I was looking for. Yeah. And if I've had enough drinks and I have my poppers with me, out comes the toy and I will in front of an audience, you know, fuck myself with my toy. That's one level. And then the ultimate where I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I'm just gone. I'm like fully in like submissive sissy mode is when I play with myself. I ride my dildo and then I give myself a facial in front of everyone while dressed up. How fun. And it's like peak sissy submissive. 
how much are you worrying about camera angles or moving the camera to make sure you're getting stuff? And then when you give yourself a facial, do you have to lay down to do it? Or can you like aim it? And is it like a replay of the hotel room cheek guy? Like, <laughs> It's a mix. I got to the point where I actually got lights. Like I have a nice little setup and I just use my laptop in the bedroom where you get a full view of everything. Like I don't have to actually like, like I'm the one who's like leaning in to show you my yeah. lips yeah. or to show you anything. But it can go either way. It can go that I like edge way too much. And as soon as I go lay down to like jerk off, it's like I explode before I can even get my legs up in the air. And like, I just all over myself. But for the most part, I'm actually in full view. You know, I, I lay down and I put my legs up and here you have me either fully dressed up in a nice dress, heels, pantyhose, or if I'm in lingerie, like, you know, legs in the air and, and nylons. And I'm just like, take the best aim if I'm not too tipsy and just kind of hope for the best. For the most part, it does end up either in my mouth or on the right parts of my face where it's like a full, like, cum slut, which folks apparently love. Oh, I bet they love that. That's, are you into like cum play? Like, do you wipe it on yourself at all? Or I have. It's become a very visual thing where I before would be like, right away, wipe it off. Or now I just kind of like sit in it and kind of like have it, you know, like dribble on the black dress and you see like the white or like the makeup is all messed up. It's become part of the visual experience. Amazing. Do you want to talk about makeup a little bit? Like, is that part, I know that it's part of it, but is there anything to say specifically about how it affects your arousal or like, as you've gotten better at makeup, has that shifted your feelings or anything like that? There is nothing like, you know, building a whole, I call it like the art, you know, it's like the yeah. art of transforming, of going from dude mode to people thinking you're full on female. And I take pride in that. I always wear, you know, red lipstick, red nail polish, keep it very simple, kind of almost natural. Jewelry is a big part of it as well. Like, you know, I'll wear like a nice little necklace that I can kind of like play with while on yeah. cam, and like some ring, you know, it's all part of the experience. But I feel like Full on makeup takes it to a whole other level. For totally, totally. I ask too because for myself, I always saw makeup as sort of a professional necessity since I was trained as a performer and an actor. And I didn't start to really appreciate it until I got into kinky stuff and would put on a face of makeup and then have it get destroyed. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm into like messy, like post slutty makeup. Like, as I think about like cum dripping down your face and like what that might do to your mascara or your lipstick, that's cool. It's definitely part of it. Are there any specific things that maybe your audience has inspired in you with their suggestions specifically? Like it sounds like you have had some really cool interactions. And is there a way for you to tell if it's ever the same person or is it all ephemeral on cam sites? For the most part, you have people who follow you, I guess. So it really is the same people, but it's really nice when there's someone new. And they can kind of lead you maybe into a new direction yeah. that you've never been down. For me, I went from just teasing and masturbating, not even showing my face to like feeling comfortable enough and finding the people kind of like cheer you on. Like you just ask like, hey, should I do X, Y, and Z? Should I, someone's like uh, spit on your, on your cock. And I'm like, what? That sounds disgusting. But then you do it and it's like, oh shit, this is kind of like cool, you know? So there is that aspect where, People tell you things and maybe after a while, you're like, no, no, no. Then you're like, let me just try it and kind of see where it goes. Like I would always be fully dressed, like in a nice dress and my heels and everything like that. And it wasn't until people were like 
someone really aggressive was like, take off your dress. I want to see you just in your, your bra and panties. And I never felt comfortable, mm-hmm. I guess, body-wise or image-wise to do so. And I remember doing it and feeling like so like exposed and even more like submissive. And then eventually I like love doing an outfit change for people, you know? So yeah. it, it's uh, going from a fully dressed, like sexy lingerie. They love that. And I love that as well. Cool. What's your relationship to body hair like? Usually I'm fully, fully shaved and okay. like head to toe, like not head to toe. I mean, but yeah, I love clean shaving on women. And also guys, I, when I was meeting with them, I prefer for them to kind of be like cleaner cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you talking just pubes or do you also mean like legs and arms? Legs and arms and chest. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love smoothness and softness. I mean, I love all textures. Don't get me wrong. I definitely love a burly bear and I will make out with them for sure. But like I also, when I can feel someone's skin, especially if someone is like softer than me, I can't stop touching them. I'm like, this is the best real life dolly. <laughs> yeah. And especially like, for yourself, for myself, when I'm like getting ready and like, you know, you put lotion on mm. after you just fully shave, it's like you smell good. You kind of like are even more softer. Are you naturally smooth or like does your wife notice some days you have hair and some days you don't? I'm not naturally smooth. Again, because she doesn't know. So I like tend to like trim the hairs to as low okay. as kind of acceptably possible. Yeah, yeah. Her. If I know she's going away for a while, then I'll be like, oh, yeah, like I'm fully going to fully like do my thing and, and shave because she'll by the time she comes back, it'll be grown to the level where she doesn't care. Got it. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so Are there like other considerations that you have to think of? Not like in the interest of sneakiness, but just because it's so interesting. And like, where do you keep your clothes and stuff like that? <laughs> it's in storage. OK. And some of it is like hidden in the back of like a closet in like an old suitcase that no one ever uses type of thing, God. you know? So there is a lot of just being careful, you know? And again, knowing when to do it, enjoying it when I'm able to do it. But yeah, I remember when I was younger having stuff at work hidden in like a drawer and then having to dress up at people's places. So it's always that aspect of having to hide things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you imagine might happen if she found out and or would it just not be fun to tell her? Like, what's the part of you that wants to keep it secret? I think. The older I've gotten, I realized it is kind of like an adventure in a way. So the fact that she doesn't know is kind of exciting mm-hmm. in itself. Mm-hmm. And then it's also like, you know, I think I know like we're, again, Latin and the reaction probably will not be the most welcoming. You know, I think yeah. everyone, not everyone, in my family, it was like, oh, if you wear a certain color, if you act a certain way, you were automatically gay. Right. So it's like there's no in between. Like, it's just like, so I don't think it would go over too well to even try. It, yeah. You know? Not enough gray area. And what I'm hearing and what I would project from my own experience is like, if something's that awesome to me, I don't want someone I love to possibly yuck feeling at it at all. Does the sex that you're having with yourself when you're dressed up and or kind of the catalog, the history of sex you've had as a dressed up femme, does it inform the straight dude sex that you have? Yes, 100%. Just because I've learned things that I enjoy while dressed up, like certain positions or applying certain amounts of pressure into certain places that have kind of transferred over to dude form 
and have made me feel more comfortable, like being more aggressive or trying a new position that may give my wife more pleasure or myself, especially with anal or, you know, like simple bondage techniques and things like that. So yeah. it's definitely, it transfers over. Yes. Okay. Would you tell us a little bit about the specifics of what you enjoy together? Like when you say anal, are you the giver or? I wish I was the reversal sometimes. No, but it's uh, strictly I'm the giver. Okay. You know, it's not something we do often, but when we do, it's because we're both kind of like in the right mindset, the right mood. And it's just fun to, you know, try it in ways that I've tried it dressed up, right? Whereas like standing up, you know, slammed against a wall or, you know, just like flat on your stomach on a bed all fours. Like, I don't know. It's transferred over where I'm like, yeah, let me try this in dude form, especially with anal, right? To kind of like give myself pleasure, but also give my wife pleasure as well. Absolutely. Wow. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Flora and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Do you have a favorite outfit right now? Like a favorite sexy outfit of the moment? I have a black mini dress that is like super short. You can probably see like my ass when I wear it. It's flowy. I don't know. It just feels comfortable. But yet it's like a little black mini dress where it's like just super sexy and simple. And any red. It's just like, he's awesome. I get it. Do you have a favorite shade of red? Like the sex stories color of red that's kind of like the bright red orange is my, per- like that is my favorite color. Like that's, I'm so attracted to that color. I can't help it. Do you have a favorite shade of red that like really gets you going? I think it's just like the regular, like when you think of bloodshot, like red, red if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm wearing now, like just like yeah. red in your face, here I am type of thing. Blood red bold. That's so cool. Have you gone shopping for yourself lady clothes wise and tried stuff on at the store yes i have at that point i remember my shame meter went down to negative i was just like 
I'm in New York. I feel like people do this all the time. No one gives a shit. I remember, I think it was like Forever 21 or like one of those or H&M. Love it. And I remember because I was going to go out, I wanted something new and different. And I remember like, yeah, how fun would this be to just go and grab stuff and be like, yes, this is mine. I'm going to the dressing room to try this on. Like, you know, so it was a nice experience that I definitely enjoyed. It was exciting as well. Yeah. And no one cares. No one cares. It's and. Okay, granted, I'm saying this from the perspective of a farm girl who's lived in the big city for a decade and a half. In cities, certainly, I have just found so many people giving permission for weirds, you know. Of course, I say that I'm in a body that doesn't scare most people. I have a big smile, so that invites a lot of friendliness. But I notice that the weirder I am out loud in public or, like, sharing stuff with strangers, the more supportive they are. So I can only imagine cross-dresser. And I would love to hear from anyone listening if this is a fetish that you share, if you've gone into lingerie shops. I know I've messaged one of you out there and talked to shop workers and maybe like let them in on your secret. I don't know why, but I like love stuff like that. Is that something that you would ever do at like a fancy lingerie store? Again, the older I get, the more of those kind of like different experiences that I want. I feel like, oh yeah, I'm at a place in life where I can yeah. splurge and I can be fancy and I, I would love that. I think the closest I've gotten to that is, and part of my new kink, I guess, is kind of like being an exhibitionist mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like late at night, I'll get dressed up in like a slutty little dress and like high heels and I'll like go out to like an adult sex shop. That's the closest where I've gotten where like, here's this person at the counter. Here I am like, like dressed up kind of like a, a slut in a way or like very sexy and they could care less, right? I'm here. Yeah. I'm like, here's my lingerie. Here's my dildo. Like, I'm here to buy this. And they don't even bat an eye, you know? And it's kind of like exciting in a way. That's the part of this that's gone with that. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Okay, I know cross-dressing is not the same thing as drag, but would you ever, like, go to a drag show dressed up? Or, like, is there anything interesting about being kind of in that different kind of community, especially, like, performatively? Like, I, I know they are very different, but I'm just curious if that is anything for you yeah and i have experienced going out dressed up i've gone to bars and just being aware that i'm dressed up in a different space like that different setting it's a high in itself so i definitely would love and have no problem like would love to go to like a drag dinner show and experience that while i'm like dressed up as well is there a part of you that would ever go to like an amateur drag night and perform? Yes. Would that turn you on or is that like a separate category for you? I think a lot more things turn me on at this point. But like I have to accept it, right? I'm like, no, no, I would just be, but I'm like, no, I would. Relatable. <laughs> I would probably be like, yeah, look, look at me like, yeah. Cool. Tell us about some specifics. Like, do you add boobies? Like, do you pad? Do you pull your skin? Like, I wear like the bra with the padding that it comes with. I'm kind of like, I like to keep it as natural as possible. I'm a slim, tall individual. So my body is in a way fit and kind of, I'm not say feminine, but it can pass off as feminine without me having to do any padding, which I'm super grateful for. I don't pad the bra. I just, I don't pull anything. I think I still don't even know how to tuck, to be honest with you. Okay. The times that I've gone out, it's just, trying to pull it back and hope for the best. 
Can you tell us about your experience with tucking and attempting? Does it hurt? The first time I ever tried, I could, and I still, I really don't know how to do because it, it did hurt. Okay. When I tried the actual technique of like, you know, putting the balls up. And then I remember when I was young, the way I would do it to kind of get like the feminine shape was like, I would just take another pair of underwear and kind of like jerry rig, like almost like a jock strap type of thing. And that was the way that I would tuck. And now it's just like, again, I just pull it back and hope for the best. Yeah. Hope that, you know, because I, I don't know. I think it hurts so much and I don't even want to try it. At this point, I'm comfortable with the way that it is. I think I'm adding research tucking to my bucket list. <laughs> I don't know what counts up for a bucket list, but like researching. Yeah, I'm just so curious to know everything. Is there anything else we don't know about? Whether it's like ways you want to dress and you haven't dressed yet, like stuff you're fantasizing about or specific stories that we just haven't heard yet? There's a, a list, a bucket list that I'll get into. But I remember another thing of mine now that I enjoy, and I don't know if it's a kink, it's like a walk of shame type of situation where I like, I'll have a few drinks. Again, this is super late at night, one, two o'clock in the morning. I'll go out dressed up, you know, very scandalously, and I will go to my car. I'll go out to a sex shop. And then on my way back, right, I'll like park as far as possible from where I live, take my shoes off and like hold them in my hand. And I'll like walk barefoot and kind of like, you know, at that point, I'm like either a little tipsy and it's like, you know, oh, like. I don't know. It's like the breeze, the having the movement, trying to be like, oh, look at me. And whoever sees me, sees me kind of like, I wonder what, you know, kind of I'm like fantasizing about what they're thinking about me type of thing. And it was a time I did that years ago. It was like three o'clock in the morning. I lived in this building at that point that had a super long hallway. Like my apartment was at the far end. I'd done this a few times already. No one had ever seen me. I mean, you know, no one from the building. So that night I felt comfortable. I walked my three blocks with my, you know, my little shoes and I had like a nice little dress and like a blazer. I looked like very business casual. And I get to the building. I'm like, you know what, today I'm not going to take the stairs because the stairs were closer. They were like directly across from my apartment. I was like, I'm going to take the elevator. No one will be up. It's three o'clock in the morning. I get off the elevator. I turn the corner. I hear a door open and it is my neighbor him, his wife, and their grandkid. And it's three o'clock in the morning. There's this long hall and there's this kind of, I have to do like a real walk of shame, right? Where I'm like, the wife just kind of like looks at me and kind of like gives me like a little smile and like a nod, like, oh shit, like this is what you do? You know, I think it was me. The husband just kind of like, he didn't know what to do. Like he looked yeah. more embarrassed, I guess. Okay. But I was like, what are the odds? It's like, Three o'clock in the morning. Why are they out with their like grandkid? Where are they going? Like, yeah, they caught me, caught me in the act. You know, totally. Is that the first time that anyone from your regular life saw you? First time, and, but I remember also like it was a huge. After I got in the apartment, it was such a huge like turn on for me. Okay, as well. So it sounds like your experience with walks of shame mirror my walk of shame understandings in college the first time that I was like walking home from a boy's house early I guess the next morning like dressed in last night's clothes I remember being like I'm doing a walk of shame 
This is my first walk of shame. You, wow, I do feel pretty proud, though. Why is it called the walk of shame? <laughs> it's funny that it has that name, but it, it's, there's something about it. Yeah. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is. That's become one of my newest kinks. <laughs> Love that. Tell us what is on your bucket list. So I actually have never had the said BBC that I've been looking for since the Craigslist day. So oh, I think wow. that's definitely number one. And I think, again, just fantasize right and like what you hear and kind of what you see and porn and it's you know like hopefully that is the case and find the right person who can kind of just like go all out and kind of like have their way with me in that sense as of now it's just been like me and my toys have been the bbc you know so that's been funny but it's been nice are there details about that that we should maybe know a little bit about like anything to say i only now get bbc colored toys and like again the bigger the better and that's just me again fantasizing about hopefully eventually one day me actually getting that in person again the biggest i've gotten to is like nine inches and took me like full three days to be able to like take it all in but that was also like part of the adventure you know kind of like a battle totally totally that's so incredible can you come hands-free is that part of it for you or is it just getting stimulated everywhere or feeling filled up like what are the parts that are most pleasurable for you I've only been able to hands-free maybe a couple of times in my life. And that still eludes me to this day. (laughs) And I think part of it is not having the patience for it. Like, again, being so turned on, being in the moment where you start to touch yourself. And it's like, oh, fuck, like it's too late now. I have a really hard time edging myself, but I have reached some incredible heights of pleasure when edged at the hands of someone else. So maybe that's part of that fantasy that'll get rolled into. Yeah. So that happened the first time I ever explored anally. And I said that was growing up with the plunger. And yeah. it was like, as soon as I put it in, it was like, oh, crap, what the heck is this? And it exploded. It was the weirdest thing ever. And the second time was when I got my first toy years ago. And I, I don't know if it was because I had set it up the right way. And I just like was like, wrote it the right way. Like, you know, it was just like, yeah, it was amazing. But I have never been able to, to kind of get that again. <laughs> I've come close, but. Anything else on your bucket list that's like burning for us to know? The other two are like, because I'm into bondage, it's like a damsel in distress kind of like either photo shoot or encounter with someone who's like a good rigger and like knows what they're doing. Oh my gosh. How would that arc out for you? Like, would you want to be like tied up somewhere getting tortured and then do you want to get rescued or do you want to just fall in love with your captor? Fall fall in love, air quotes, fall in sexy love with your captor. Like how would that, or just anyway? Because of being tied up, I wouldn't want to be rescued. I would just kind of like, I guess, want to have them have their way yeah. with their captive. Fuck yeah. What about porn? Do you watch it? What kind of porn do you watch? Like what turns you on? I know you watch your own stuff. I watch a lot of predominantly cross-dressing porn. So that's big. And I also like a lot of pantyhose porn, whether it's cross-dressing or female. But I also enjoy like MILF porn. I know something to me sexy about an older woman either trying something out new for the first time or just kind of like being fully comfortable with herself and what she's doing. Amazing. My last thing on the bucket list would be either a gangbang or two guys and it kind of being like a split roast type of situation. Oh my God, totally. 
Is group play ever on your horizon in current partnership? Or I know it would be separate from any dressed up stuff, but is that something that you and your partner have talked about at all? No, we've never really talked about it, but we, I would say we're not interested. I know I'm kind of not. Okay. What about shared voyeurism, like not participating, but ever, I imagine New York must have great sex clubs or venues to go to just to scope people out. And the idea of you like secretly scoping maybe something slightly different could be fun. like, is that turn you on at all? Just you mentioning it does. It's on the bucket list. And I think the ways that I've experienced that is when I've gone to the adult bookshops and they may have like the downstairs that has maybe one little booth or some mm-hmm. like something right of that sense. And I remember one time going down there and hoping someone was there. If they were, something would have happened, but I guess either good for me or bad for me, there was no one there. Okay. That was that experience. But then there's also a place here in the city that's like an adult, one of those old school theaters, like we're kind of like dark. You walk, you know, anything goes. I've been close to doing it a couple of times, but I think, again, not wanting to cheat on the wife kind of keeps me going, but I'm, I'm close. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm really close to just being like one day, fuck it, let me go, and, and it is what it is. Yeah, I will say it sounds like an incredibly difficult decision to make to be monogamous. You said it was actually an easy decision for you. Do you want to share about that at all? Well, again, I think I'm not young anymore the fear of like meeting with strangers, right? Like has gotten higher than when I was younger, right? Before it was like, oh yeah, I'll talk to you a few times. You send me a picture, let's go. But now it's kind of like, you know, I don't want something bad to happen or for my family and my wife to find out a certain way. Totally. I just think it wouldn't be fair. So I think if I go about it, again, it would be that it just like, I'm in super in that mode and I'm like, yep, I'm gonna go for it tonight. It sounds like you feel like a different person based on what you yeah, do. Yeah, and that's I think that's part of it. And I'm okay with that, like just transformation and kind of being like, oh, this is my way to escape. This is my way to live out my fantasies in that sense. And then I go back to my regular life. Wow. Okay, are there any other like bucket list things or just general sex hopes for yourself in the future? I don't know. I, I think I want to just continue to explore whether it's with myself or other cross-dressers or females who are into cross-dressers. Have you ever been to like a cross-dress party? I have. That time that I went to H&M or wherever the hell I went to buy the outfit, it was because it was the first time I was going out in public. It's like a trans, you know, CD admirer type of, of meetup. And I remember... It was with someone who had always been inviting me. I always chickened out and they have a partner. So this person is a crossdresser and their partner is also a crossdresser. And they were like, you know, please come, you know, you can chill out with us and we can hang out the whole night. And I remember they wanted me to wear a certain dress for them, like a certain color of pantyhose, which already kind of enticed me. And I remember meeting them at the hotel. We kind of all got ready the same time, which is pretty exciting and fun. That's so fun. <laughs> and, you know, having a couple of beers, talking, and then kind of like, all right, it seems like it's late enough. Let's make our way to this bar, you know, which was right. It's like, it was like a motel and it had like, the bar was part of the motel. I remember walking in and it was like all eyes on me type of thing. Cause you know, it was like 
there were a few other girls there, dressers, but mm -hmm. most of them were guys. Okay. You know, it was my first one. I'm pretty sure everyone who was there, most of the people who were there usually go often. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was just like, who's your friend? You know, introduce me. A brand new Bella the Ball. Like I'm there and, you know, guys are offering to buy me drinks. The girl, the crossdresser that I went with, they're very open yeah. in a very like open relationship. And she just had her hands on my legs like the whole night. You know, she'd kind of give me like pecks on the cheek, on the lips. So funny enough, at some point during the night, they have an agreement where the event takes one hotel room and decides to like open it for the night. And it's like, OK, guys, it's 11 o'clock room, whatever, whatever's open for whoever wants to go. You know, it's like one room for cool everyone if they want, whoever wants to go. And I remember in my head just being like, oh my, like, I wish I had the guts, right, to like go. Because the person that I was with kind of was like just hanging out at the bar and was like, oh, that's kind of like disgusting. And, you know, like, hmm. we don't really do that. And in my head, I was like, like, why did I come? I, yeah. If I would have been alone, I would have. And not only that, but then I had the person who was in charge of the event, super beautiful cross-dresser, at one point came to me and was like, do you see that guy at the end of the bar? And it was like the super chill, handsome guy, like in the movies, you know, just chilling in the corner with his drink. You know, she goes, he wants to potentially play with you, me and him, you know, like us three. And I was like, oh, this is like, I mean, I was like, I don't want to be an ass. You know, like I came with this person. I didn't know what protocol was. Like, yeah, totally get it. It's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Maybe next time. So I missed out on. But that is such. OK, I want to highlight that experience as like congratulations, because obviously you're so hot and desirable and like how fun. That's also like my dream scenario to be politely and clearly hit upon for a threesome. Like what a great way to be like, hey, not going to threaten you by approaching you as a double and flanking you. Going to be really chill about like that's wow, that's hot. That has always stayed with me. I'm like, I wish I could replay that night for so many different reasons. Yeah. Have you ever worn like a flouncy skirt and then gotten a boner that lifted it up? Yes. I have. And that was on those walks of, of shame. Okay, that was my next question. I was like, and have you walked around in public with it? Yeah. Wow. But again, it's late at night. Of course, the first few times I did it was like, oh shit, everyone's eyes are on me. Totally. I have to hide this. I have to like, run home or do whatever, you know, but then it was just like, now I'm like, oh, this is exciting for me. If you see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. What about, have you ever worn like a really long gown or would you be interested in that? I have, especially like, I like the feeling of kind of like the constriction of it. You know, you can't spread your legs to a certain point. You can only take dainty little steps as you walk along. That actually is very frustrating for me. I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> Farm it, it, it is, but when you're wearing heels and you hear them yeah. on the you know, pavement. It's it's a nice experience. Oh my God. What are some of your other just like favorite things? I feel like there's probably so many details and I just haven't like been exposed enough to ask you all of them. And I'm going to think of them as soon as we hang up. Well, I think that night, going back to the meetup, there was a guy also who came up to me and he, again, details, right? He had his hand on like the bottom of my back and I had never, like I had done that in dude mode. Yeah, I have seen people do, and I it was the first time I had someone come up to me and kind of like lightly, you know, run there, and he's like talking, like, "Oh, you're new here." You know, he got me a drink. And he was kind of telling me, "Yeah, you should come more. Like, this is my experience." 
we should meet up one day. And it was just like so much going on that night. But I remember then us three, the group, you know, the two folks that I went with going back to the room, someone was joining us at some point. And I was like, oh man, like in my head, I was like, this is going to be a foursome. Like, this is going to be awesome. But the person just kind of stopped by to say hi. They kind of like sat there and let me like run my hands through. I don't know. I felt comfortable running my hands like through their hose legs and like, you know, kind of like we were all just chatting and having a good time. And then they left. And I guess the couple that I met up with, one of them enjoys watching their partner be with someone else. Because the main person that I went to meet up with was like, oh, I love making out. Let's, you know, make out and record it. And we made out for I don't even know how long it was like the longest my mouth was sore from like so much kissing and then you know one thing led to another and they ended up starting to give me oral and then I remember just like being so turned on and I just masturbated and I like came in my pantyhose and called it a night and just was like all right I'm good guys like bye like you know wiped myself and like drove back in my like outfit and I, I didn't even change back i was like this is going to be part of the adventure as well like driving back and heal like an uh, over an hour drive you didn't take them off before getting in the i always take my heels off if i'm driving so part of it is i'll start off right because i'm like yeah super confident and then it's also like i think for me it's part of the fantasy it's like oh yeah like i can't do this like let me take them off and drive you know barefoot that night when i was going to the place i wore sneakers and then i specifically stop this is the first time i had ever done this as well i like a rest stop and i specifically made it a point like i'm gonna open my door you know take off my sneakers put on my heels you know and whoever sees sees whoever you know whatever and it was like i for the rest of like the 20 minute drive i was like in my full like yeah. you know heels and, and all that stuff and it was awesome that's so cool i realize i haven't asked you at all about hair which is classic me what are the details about hair? I love wigs. I don't like to switch it up too much because I feel like I've developed a persona. It's always like shoulder length. I don't like super long. Prefer wavy as well, not super like straight. And I love bangs for some reason. I don't yeah. know whether it's side bangs or regular straight bangs. And I think it's part of the full on experience as well, right? Whether I'm camming and I can kind of like twirl my hair and play around with it, you get coming in it as well. And it's part of like, oh, this is, I gotta wash it with. But I, I definitely, I go back between like a slightest blonde okay. to like a, a darkish brown, but more a darkish brown. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Does your head get tired? Do you wear a wig band? Like I try to keep it as simple as possible. I'll just do like a stocking cap nice. and put it on. And then usually it's like the right size. So surprisingly enough, I do feel comfortable going in dude form to buy these wigs. So I like go, I'm like, Hey, I saw this online. I want that one. And I'll like try it on. To make sure I don't have to worry about it. I now have a fuck ton of wigs. I have about 30 of them. I have like 24 active ones because I have all of these characters that are each have different hair. Some of them can look very, very pointy. Is there one that feels sexiest to you or do you just have like a main rotating one and then if it gets too much come in it, do you retire it or like what's your arsenal like? No, I think those are already like retired and those are probably like the cheaper ones or the ones that I've invested in, I guess. Those kind of go on rotation depending on what I'm doing said day or where I kind of am thinking I'm going to take it. Yeah. Are there any like types of outfits you haven't worn yet that you really want to wear? 
I find myself window shopping a lot mm -hmm. or online fake shopping. I haven't really worn like nice gowns. I think because I consider myself or I try to give off the experience sometimes of like a fancy housewife, suburban housewife. Like I kind of like that look or I'm curious about it as well. Like, you know, glittery or yeah. sometimes even now with like everyone you see like with gloves and kind of like a more maybe 50s, 40s kind of look as well. Oh, like getting dressed up to go to the theater in New York, like people used to do, you know, or the opera, like, oof. Cigarettes and, you know, like that would be awesome. Surprisingly enough, I've never dressed up for Halloween in a female costume. And I've always wanted to dress up as Superwoman for Halloween. That would be really cool. Ooh, will you please tell me if you ever do? I will. I just love, of course, the super short skirt. Yeah. Right? Like, the nylons and then like the red boots, like the bodysuit type of top situation. It is my dream costume. I would hopefully even find a reason to do it. Totally. I feel like your wife could rock a Superman Clark Kent. You know, like you can make it work. Trick her into it or be like, hey, I work, I lost the best something. I don't know. And be like, I got to do this. That would be really, really, or I imagine I'm projecting that that would be a really very hot evening, like a hot way to just like exist in your secret. I enjoy so much the times that I've been out in the world. I can only imagine being dressed up that way on Halloween, like out at a party or something. Like it would be yeah. an amazing experience. So cool. Okay. Is there anything else about your sex life or any stories or any thoughts on sex in general that we need to know for your story to feel complete? No, I think, and I've seen this from you is just like I wish I would have explored a little more when I was younger and I say that just because I feel like I don't know the fear right there's fear and I feel like fear made me miss out on a lot whether it was with myself with female partners while dressing up and exploring that side like I wish I would have explored more earlier and that's one of the things that kind of still has stayed with me I think about that too a lot for myself and I can really relate to it. And obviously I always tell myself, well, it's unfolding in perfect divine timing. And that's totally true, whatever true means. Can you articulate if there was a specificity to any of that fear? Because when I look back on my own, it's a lot of like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't really know what to do. And so then I just wouldn't. And that's why I have historically learned from people who've held my hand or <laughs> grabbed me forcefully and inspected me, you know. What was your version of early fear like, if you can give it a texture at all? I think it was of not knowing what to do. Mm. Like me thinking ahead and be like, oh, if I'm put in a certain situation, will I know what to do to give this person pleasure? Yeah. And there was also the fear of, I, I was, that's a good thing, super respectful. So like I didn't maybe take as much risk, especially with women as, and I'm not saying be a a douche or a jerk or anything like that, but just kind of like ask for more things or try more things. You know what I mean? It was There's kind of like that fear of like, assertiveness and aggression. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like, oh, this person's going to say no, or it's not going to happen. Then I'm going to look and feel even worse. Yeah. In general, what are your hopes for your sex life going forward? We heard some of your specific bucket list fantasies, but if you had to just kind of like look at the next several decades, what do you hope unfolds? I really hope I can continue to explore more of the dressing side sexually, whether it's eventually telling my wife and having her kind of be the one to enjoy that with, whether it's like 
pegging or her giving me permission to like go off and with someone else or meet with other dressers or just kind of like other guys. Like, I don't know. It's been a while. I have the itch. I don't think the itch ever goes away. So I think looking bigger picture, that's kind of ideally where I could be able to live that part out or that side of me in a way that's maybe, I don't know, more open is the word or that I feel more comfortable. Yeah, this is a side thing. I'm this different person. Let me go and do my thing. You know, I think that's where I kind of want to get to. And if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? I think it would be junior high school. I always had female attention, even at a younger age, even from older women. And I just never, you know, kind of owned up to it or lived up to it. I was a super shy kid. So I would kind of give myself junior, like, yeah, go for it. Like, take this attention, do whatever, like explore, you know, I don't know. Fuck yeah. Jay, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. Do you have a sex question for me? What are you kind of looking forward to for yourself, like for the next couple of years, like exploring wise, you know, or that you want to try 